This week's Draft the Universe cold open has been redacted. Chris's joke has been redacted. Jafar's counter joke has been redacted. Ben's pun. We're really just saving you from this one. And Peggy? Redacted. Theme song. Nailed it. Nailed it. One take. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Internet, and welcome back to Draft the Universe. This is the Nerd Fight Battle Royal. This is the podcast where we pick a topic, pick our favorites, and then fight to the death, or maybe just for bragging rights. I'm Jafar. Chris Des. And I'm Ben. Is, is the Japanese thing going to carry through to pod now? I figured. So this is my thinking. We are partially under Japan and Canada, right? Yeah. Which I think gives people a way to triangulate us, but it's okay. We're probably so deep they couldn't dig to us with a shovel. Um, but if you can, please try. Um, I figured I'm already Canadian, so I know how to speak Canadian. Um, and yeah. if we ever get out of here, it's going to be in one of those two places. So I might as well learn Japanese as well. So Making yourself useful. I appreciate so, it. Uh, I think we know the secret reason from the guy who picked Cowboy Bebop number one on our short TV draft. Yeah. So, konnichiwa. Um, hajimemashite. Chris des. Um, yeah, that's... Weird flavored Kit Kats. Weird vending machines. <laughs> I really like the green tea Kit Kats. <laughs> oh, they're pretty good. They're so good. Um, I had the... Oh, fuck. Which ones did I get? Do you remember? I, I ordered... Oh, um... You got, like, watermelon mint Kit Kats or no, something? No, it was... Uh, fuck. Uh, Did oh. you get mochi? No. I'll, that, that, I'll have to well, remember yes, which that's one the, was. That's the green they tea They have ones. a salted lemon that I really want to get. Okay. Mm, salted lemon. Can you imagine that? But yeah. Um, I can't because it's a secret. Okay. But yeah, watashi wa nihongo o benkyo maishite. I am learning Japanese. Okay. I really think so. Well, that's not a secret. There I think I'm learning segues. Japanese. You I think I'm learning Japanese. Japanese. I really I think, think so. Do, 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 do. Okay. okay so. <laughs> watashi wa nihongo o. So. <laughs> I'm just going to say segue now. It's easier. Um. <laughs> yep. So. We're, here. We're ready with our secrets. Yeah. Chris, do you know what's in your envelope? No. Okay. Or as or as the Japan Japanese would say, yeah. Or as the Spanish would so say, So you do know. No. Yeah. So you do know. No. <laughs> so you don't know. Hi. Hello. Do you know? Yeah. It's in the game. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And should you play EA games? Yeah. So the first match is uh, Chris versus Jafar. Or sorry, Jafar versus Chris. That's important. It is yeah. important. And nobody but Jafar knows it. <laughs> we would, without Jafar, I don't think we can conduct the actual game part of the podcast. <laughs> well, I know I could, but he has all the notes. Like, in terms of, like, determining an order, yeah. Um, I have no fucking clue how that goes. I assume that he draws... It's, it's, it's draft, draft order. order. So, draft order was, I had first pick, you had second pick, Ben had third pick. So, the first match is me versus you, next match is you versus okay, Ben. Okay, hold on, hold on. I think the rest of that is secret, so don't tell them. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I definitely haven't explained it on pod before. I always... You might not have. I mean, I, I always have, have a sense of... <laughs> I always have a sense of suspense, uh, wondering <laughs> wondering which match is going to come up next. I imagine the viewer does as well. So Okay. Well, why don't you go ahead, and I can't seem to make out what your drawing criteria are. Well, no, there. you guys have to pick your picks first. Okay. Yes. Um, well, last game didn't go so well for me, and I also didn't use my first pick. So I will rectify that immediately and take the identity of Agent 711. Ooh. Right off the bat. Um, I will take also my first pick. Why not? I, I'm going to go with the Manhattan Project. All right. Well, I'm going to open up this briefcase. Click. 
and reach in for a criteria. What's all that golden light on your yeah, face? What's in there? What's it? Definitely not diamonds. Okay. Definitely is, not diamonds. Is it a is it a soul? Uh, it's actually the uh, <coughs> movie soundtrack to the film Soul Man. Oh. It's not very good. Isn't that just... The movie. The soundtrack's okay. Yeah, the soundtrack wasn't too bad. Isn't... I don't know... Like, it's just Soul Man, right? Uh, like... No, 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 he's talking about the, what is it, Tim Robinson SNL movie? Yeah. There have been worse movies. Wait, was it, who was it, who was in it? Is it Tim Robinson, Tim Davidson? No, you're trying to remember You got it right, Tim Robinson. Okay. Okay, I got it right. Cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. Describe a world where your secret isn't a secret. (laughs) I was hoping for this one. <laughs> um, well. Um, Chris, since you edited the last podcast and you seem to really enjoy that drop, should I ruin his fucking jokes? Because <laughs> I have read about the culprit ring. <laughs> I'm not going to do it, Jafar. I'm not that mean. <laughs> the bucket hat is staying off. Okay. <laughs> I like that bucket hat, bucket hat Ben is like a troll. <laughs> Yeah. But regular Ben is not. Yeah, He is. He's just not being as obvious about it as Bucket Hat Ben. Okay. So, um, in a world where the um, identity of Agent 711 is not a secret, is very similar to the real world, um, because the issue was never his identity. The Culpa Ring being secret was separate from that. Um. I don't think anyone would have been surprised to find that the Americans in the Revolutionary War had an espionage operation. Um, That is pretty commonplace, I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you have an espionage organization, that information needs to go somewhere. In the case of the Culpa Ring, it went to Agent 711, a.k.a. George Washington. Hmm. The most famous spy you didn't know was a spy. Interesting. Well, wasn't really a spy. They just had a code word for him. Yeah, because he was he was the head honcho, the big cheese. Yeah, the Seven Eleven. Glorianne's great uncle. <laughs> yes. Um, so hey, there's a couple more greats in there. Yes, <laughs> there's a handful. Of greats well, in you there. don't know how how timeless Glorianne is. <laughs> Fair. We don't. We don't. <laughs> That's actually something that maybe we should look into at some point. I'm sure we will after this episode. You know, it's really, like a plan. You know, it's really impolite to ask a woman her age, right? Well, that's why we there, don't. There's ask. a recursive amount to it. Like, once you hit a certain point, it's it's more just impressive. It's true. Do you, in terms of age, or in terms of asking people their age? Well, once you've been like, once you're around 200 years, like, you stop being shy about it. Yeah, I'm thinking of the conversation between uh, Dax and that Jem Hadar in DS9. Yes, where it's all like. If I'm lucky, I'll live to eight. And she's all like, I'm 700, bitch. Fuck off. Uh, She was 330. Uh, Her birthday was last year. Oh, nice. Yep. Dax was born last year. (laughs) That's cool. Um, So, yeah, uh, the world doesn't change terribly much. Um, The British might not like him even less. But the biggest thing is if this secret was revealed... Much earlier than it was, uh, because the a- identity of Agent 711 was only confirmed, I think, in about the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. How it would have changed us and our lives directly is we might have got an extra line or two in that Washington, Washington, six foot 40 fucking killing for fun song. Yeah. So that's what changes, is we get an extra line or two about him leading the Culpa Ring in that song. Hmm. And maybe a awesome 70s exploitation film about uh, secret agent George Washington. Oh, I'm so here for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, like, in, like, Flint, not, like, blatant Bond ripoff. Oh, yeah, that is, that is my cup of tea. <laughs> oh, that can be the... <laughs> That's the tagline of the movie. All right. Whew. Chris. So this is a really interesting question mm-hmm. because, like, America's entry into World War II uh, was not precipitated but, like, hurried on by the attack on Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
the very adversary perpetrating that is the one that we would eventually use the nuclear weapon on. Um, and so one wonders if it had been public knowledge, if that might have uh, deterred that attack or like hastened it. Or maybe even we see a scenario in which a Pearl Harbor style attack comes across the Atlantic instead of the Pacific. Um, there's just way too many like weird things that might change in this particular circumstance, but it feels like it's ripe for a book. I feel like mm. we should write a book about this. A book where the Japanese find out about uh, the Manhattan Project and invade the United States, possibly conquering it. And then it tells the story of like life under Axis occupation. I'm thinking man in the height castle <laughs> that's pretty good i like that let's see what she did there i was thinking more along of uh in terms of like books about alternative history you know you've got for want of a nail mm -hmm. um and i was thinking for want of a thermonuclear warhead <laughs> <laughs> um, i mean that's a name that'll stick out to you on the bookshelf yeah, right yeah. <laughs> um yeah <laughs> we'll have to write a lot of book to fit that on there but i'm okay with that yeah um, so yeah, so I think it'd be, I think it'd be, it's, it's a really fun scenario to consider because I think it changes the board in so dramatic a fashion that you can't really predict hundred percent of what would have happened. You can only just kind of dream about it. Um, and also, um, probably the most significant side effect is my college band would have had to have gotten a different name hmm. or maybe it wouldn't have, maybe it wouldn't have if, if it still happened, but it wasn't secret. Maybe it would, we would still, okay. But yeah. Well, two interesting propositions. Uh, I love my revisionist and alternative histories, so I'm very intrigued by Chris's idea. Um, but I also am beholden to my love of spies and uh, the Revolutionary War. They're and, like two of your favorite things. Yeah, so this is incredibly hard for me. <laughs> um, but I think that the tipping point was... Uh, the idea of a awesome 70s exploitation uh, George Washington spy film, which <laughs> you would love, Chris. Don't don't groan at me. <laughs> Dude. I, that said, I am totally in to help you write for the want of a thermonuclear bomb. Maybe it could also be called, like, Under the Iron Sun. Hmm. That'd be cool. Okay. okay. I think this actually has more... I'm, I'm going to take this offline. This might have some legs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I get the point, and the next match is Chris versus Ben. Go ahead and lock one in, Chris. Okay. I'll just keep going down my list. Um, I'm going to take Hideo Kojima. Okay. The brain of Hideo Kojima. Yep. Which you probably understand a little bit better now that you've got some Japanese under your belt. Hi. I don't think the We've Japanese can understand hello. him. <laughs> All right. Uh, I will go with my pick that is the closest to uh, the mind of Hideo Kojima, and that is uh, the electric ladies, some of whom are actually only electric ladies in waiting, come from all along the watchtower on the moon and are charged by the tides turning gently, gently away. Okay. Um, let me find that pick on our master list. Okay, there we are. <laughs> Okay, well that was uh, that was interesting. Um, okay, um, let me go ahead and reach into that briefcase. Oh, oh, that's what it was. Hmm. Well, wasn't quite what I was expecting, but it's very beautiful. Really, you think it's beautiful? Well, I, mean, I didn't realize you and Quentin shared that. In its own way. Is it Uma Thurman's feet? Well, it's pictures of feet. Oh. You can't, well, I mean, I think I think uh, you when you open the briefcase, you see what, what you, you want to see. see. <laughs> so probably Uma Thurman's feet. <laughs> sure. You'll find out in a moment, Chris. But for now, why don't we talk about this criteria? What about your secret totally ruins your first date because you won't shut up about it? To be clear, I'm looking for, I guess, the worst answer here. <laughs> um, make me laugh, etc. 
<laughs> Chris. All right, so if you're... What about Hideo Kojima <laughs> ruins this date? Okay, so uh, there's a there's a lot to choose from here. Um, yeah. I think that in some circumstances, in some circles, just talking about Hideo Kojima or video games on a date might be enough to ruin a date. It depends. Mm -hmm. If you're dating the right type of, of, of lady, perhaps not. Um, I'm just going to, like, I'll regale you with one of the things that I recently learned about Metal Gear Solid that I found very interesting. Okay. Um, which is that uh, Metal Gear Solid was localized by a guy, um, and I don't recall his name. There's, there was a recently a Kotaku article about it, though. You can look it up. Um, but it was localized by a guy who... Uh, like really went in hard for it. And also he did it a hundred percent by himself and localizing a PlayStation era game is something that like, like just, it, it doesn't happen that you do it by yourself. This guy was working like 18 hour days for months on end with practically no input or uh, revisions from, uh, from Konami. Yeah. Well, they um, don't seem to be particularly involved most of the time, unless it's well, to ruin something from, from like Konami, the structure, like, um, like he had like a couple of conversations with Hideo Kojima mm -hmm. and they did not check in on his progress. Um, basically at all, the game went okay. to market with his localization and that's why Metal Gear Solid one is more natural dialogue unless like you still have like of course like there's revolver ocelot in it he's named revolver ocelot they kept that mm -hmm. yeah um and he's still pretty arch um and you get some weird stuff you get a certain sense of humor that the the series managed to keep despite losing its author but what you start to lose after Gear solid is the fact uh that his like military lingo was more tied to reality um yeah. he like Hideo Kojima is like a total nerd for details in terms of those games. Like when you see a person moving in a room, they probably found a soldier to show you how a room is breached in that particular situation. But he doesn't do that with dialogue. Um, mm -hmm. And you get some really weird shit in the, in the, the last couple of games um, leading up to like, uh, you know, like uh, Vulcan saying Kuwabara, Kuwabara, like, yeah. which is like, a Japanese reference that you like need to like do some research to figure out what that's all yeah, about. Or if watch you, you hack a show <laughs> fair. Um, but yeah, so that's the reason that the first game is a little bit more grounded in reality is that it was localized by one dude who did a really good job of it. And then Hideo Kojima fucking hated it. And the guy never worked in the video game industry again, I think. Wow. Um, and that's why we have, uh, as crazy games as we did is because Hideo Kojima after that took a much more hands-on role in the localization slash translation. Okay. So this ruins a date because you guys were maybe interested in that. I was not, but I guarantee you that the woman I am with is not interested. Yeah, in it. no, uh, that was about five minutes too much of something that I'm mildly interested in and am no longer. So good job ruining that first date, Chris, Ben. So, it's one of those long, hot summer nights. You pull up with, you know, Little Miss Strange and stare deep into her gypsy eyes. And, you know, you're enjoying the night, you know, burning the midnight lamp. And it's, it's you know, the weather's a little inclement. It's, you know, it's cuddle weather. You know, it's still raining, still dreaming. Okay. Uh, I have and, a feeling like he's quoting a song, but I can't uh, place it. And you know the night's coming to an end because... You got to get across that crosstown traffic, and do, 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 do. oh no, the house is burning down. It's not the Talking Heads. No, it's Jimi Hendrix. These are all s songs from Electric I'm, Ladyland. I, I'm, <laughs> I was making. Have a you ever been? <sighs> I'm, I, I was making a joke. Back. Have you ever been I, to Electric Ladyland? I didn't know how much Hendrix you knew. Hey, Jafar, have you ever been to Electric Ladyland? Oh, I mean, he maybe. You have, have been. been. It's, like, oh, it's like on the tip of my tongue, but instead of my mouth, my brain. It's weird. This is a weird feeling. Oh, it's like drinking uh, sparkle water. Sparkle water? Uh, 
Yeah, because you're like, you know there's supposed to be flavor here, but there's not. Oh, wow, you completely ruined this first date by talking about uh, LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you both ruined a first date rather successfully. Um, I just have to decide who did it worse, I guess. Um, ben did it faster. But I don't feel like Chris would have let me get a word in edgewise to try and stop it. I also did burn the house down. Arson doesn't help. Hmm. No, I'm still going to give this to Chris. <laughs> no, yeah. Nothing ruins a date faster than Kojima. Yeah, so. <laughs> Especially because uh, I, I left this part out, but we're going to a French restaurant. <laughs> Um, and the, the the order is going to be uh, late, leaving me to yell for the waiter eventually. Crepes? Crepes? Crepes! See, I would have gone to a uh, Creole you, restaurant. You already got the point, Chris. You don't need to work any harder for it. I would have gone to a Creole <laughs> restaurant, and when the appetizer doesn't come, I'd say, Snake! 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 I already gave Chris the point, Ben. You don't have to work for it anymore. <laughs> I know. I just... Snake is really tasty. If properly prepared. Have you actually had snake? Mm -hmm. I've had snake jerky. Ooh. I had kangaroo jerky <laughs> once. Yes. Tasty. Oh, yeah. You were there for that, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> huh. I've had... All right. The next match is Ben versus Jafar. I All right. I ate a bear once. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. I'm going to go with the murder basement drains that lead directly into Jafar's shower, which we now know he does not use. Uh, okay. Um, I guess I will go with uh, that certain Austrian-Hungarian uh, royal secret. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Am I just a nerd? Chris, do you know what this is? I don't. I looked for it, and I couldn't find it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, this is fun. Yeah. This I, is fun. <laughs> I actually know what this is. <laughs> no, okay. did you find it out? I When uh, we recorded, you didn't. Or no. if you did, you managed to stay quiet about you it. You just yelled at me about ruining your fucking jokes. <laughs> oh, I did yell. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can, like, I can prove I know what it is. <laughs> no need. No need. We're about to record. Well, I mean, debate. What do we got, Chris? You thought it was your secret, but really, it's aliens. <laughs> is such a thing possible? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this will be fun. So, does man have the ability to make drains that somehow turn into showers? No. But aliens do. Because they can use their intense cosmic powers to fold space and time. And there's nothing more powerful in this universe than a fold. Something that is properly folded can do whatever it wants. And aliens have that power. So what? with the power of the aliens fold, they were able to turn the drain and whatever unex unexplainable hoarders that came out of the murder basement into the shower in Jafar's room. Okay, so interesting. We have some Ben folds. Uh, Jafar. We'll, we'll continue talking about folding here. Yeah, I want, I want to know um, what, what the well-hung secret is. The secret here that is well-hung <laughs> is the Habsburg, uh, Habsburg napkin fold. <laughs> what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what this has been the entire time. Is the uh, Habsburg... The Imperial Fold. The Imperial Fold. It's a secret way of napkin folding uh, that was created uh, by Austrian and Hungarian royalty several hundred years ago. Only two people know how to do it. They both might be aliens. Now, this is a particularly well-hung fold, I would say, as I pull up a photo of it. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it is, um, it is slightly phallic. It's a little more than slightly phallic. <laughs> That's a dick. <laughs> so uh, we have this napkin fold here, and you might be thinking to yourself, that's a dick. But 
How Fair, do aliens... What's wrong with your dick? Because <laughs> that does not look that much like a dick. Um, but I refer you instead. <laughs> Episode title. What's wrong with Jafar's dick? <laughs> uh, but they also kind of look like a certain aliens in uh, comics that are also very popular right now. Okay, yeah, all right, I see that. What do they look like? Uh, the Nathan Pyle alien comics a little bit. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I can see it. So uh, my theory is that uh, the uh, Habsburg napkin fold is actually aliens and Nathan Pyle, the, uh, co- the uh, artist, the comic artist. Are you insisting that a folded napkin is responsible for alien cartoons? Yes. Fuck. Aliens making a napkin fold is responsible for alien cartoons. Yes. Wow. I thought I was hard to follow sometimes. Aliens. (laughs) (laughs) This one's tough. I'm really in love with the concept of a folded napkin being a cartoonist. <laughs> um, I think Ben sold it a little better. I was, uh, from the beginning, I was picturing Ben as that crazy alien pyramids guy. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm a big Ben Folds fan. I appreciate that. Ben Folds Space and Time. New podcast. This reminds okay. me of a really funny... Benfold Space and Time. I would Can we listen get Ben to Fold album. to review Doctor Who episodes? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, but this reminds me of a really funny thing I just read about where somebody watched a History Channel thing where they were talking about uh, the pyramids and some people were going on and on about aliens and like how like pi appears in all the measurements in... Uh, the, the pyramids, even though they didn't know pi back then, and how could this have been done? And they go on for 40 minutes, and then finally one just very frustrated Egyptologist is goes, or they measured everything with a wheel. <laughs> just roll a wheel across the block and cut it, and, and then it's done. <laughs> and then all these aliens people are like, uh, that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the uh, documentary uh, about flat earthers, <laughs> where they accidentally like. <laughs> there's a yeah, they like. <laughs> there's like this one flat earther who just like applies rigorous scientific method to a, an experiment meant to like totally prove that the Earth is flat, and ends up proving that it is round. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and has like an existential crisis on camera. <laughs> it's great. Thank you for our first sponsor this week. Check out FactoryDirectCarAudio.com. It's your online source for speakers, radios, remote start systems, and more. And you can use the promo code DTU20 for 20% off at checkout. Yep, they are actually giving us a promo code. It's our first promo code. I'm very, very excited. But not only are we doing that, they are helping us give away one free pair of EB300 Bluetooth earbuds and microphone it's an $80 value if you want to be entered for a chance to win like comment on and share this episode we're going to be running this for the next couple of weeks so please feel free to take advantage of this let everybody know about us and we'll enter you in to wear a free pair of earbuds and you can feel free to use that offer code DTU20 for 20% off at factorydirectcaraudio.com All right. All right. The next match is Chris versus Jafer. Okay, Chris, what you got? Show me what you got. You going to open up the mystery envelope? Oh, um, 
Man, I've really been thinking about that. I mean, all the points are tied up right now, so there's a good chance to make it to the finals. You could probably save it. Hmm. I think Jafar's afraid of what's in the mystery envelope. I'll be honest, I'm afraid of what's in the, in the mystery envelope. We were all here when it got delivered. That's true. Um... I mean, do you? I mean, I'm I'm afraid too, but in a like a sexy way. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. N- no. 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 Okay. No. Well, speaking about um, afraid in a sexy way. <laughs> speaking about afraid in a sexy way, I'm going to go with the uh, the sexiest uh, secret uh, on my list. Um, an underground association of individuals known as the Illuminati. Okay. Supposedly. Um, I will go to bat against the Illuminati uh, with that certain thing that showed up in Wiltshire, England around 3000 BC. Also, Chris, I am surprised if you were looking at uh, secret underground uh, organizations uh, to draft. I'm really surprised you didn't pick the Decemberists. <laughs> That's good. I'd, I'd hadn't, it hadn't occurred to me. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, they tried to overthrow the Russian Tsar, and then they all died. <laughs> okay. And, all singing songs, yeah. And, and the plot of that whole thing, happier than most December songs. That's true. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right. This song's about a murder-suicide. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This one. Goes all the way to the top. What's the conspiracy above your conspiracy? <laughs> Chris? <laughs> what is the secret conspiracy behind the Illuminati? <laughs> if you get this right, you get like seven Dan Brown books. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just show up in your mailbox. That's how you'll know. <laughs> He's like, you have taken my power. <laughs> Here's here's Ron Howard's phone number. (laughs) I like this idea of a Highlander style universe wherein if you manage to make a crazier secret than Dan Brown, you become Dan Brown. (laughs) You think Dan Brown is a name. No, it is a title. (laughs) It's the Dread Pirate Roberts of fiction. It's the Gray Fox. (laughs) His name was Dan Brown. (laughs) Oh. We should take more breaks from recording. <laughs> um, okay, so so when I was like uh, five years old or so, a child, mm-hmm. a child. Um, when I was a young boy, uh, my father took me to, no uh, <laughs> <laughs> to see the Illuminati. <laughs> to see the Illuminati. Um, that could definitely be a My Chemical Romance song. <laughs> absolutely. Um, it's a shame that they're not making any more music. I feel, I think the world is rife for it right now. Um, except that it would be taken unironically, and we'd start having black parades down every <laughs> street in America. Mm. When I was about five years old, um, I went out to play after uh, some rain. It was the fall, and this was in Windsor, Ontario. So this was about 1996. or ni- Yeah, 1994, sorry. Um, the back of my house at that time had a very large oak tree, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that sheltered some of the, the backyard from a from the rain. Uh, but behind our garage, which was a relatively small garage, it was painted white. I think it had a blue door on it. There was a garden, and in that garden, uh, somewhere deep below the soil, were buried twelve seeds. But those aren't important. Um, 12 seeds. I went outside to play with my brother. And as kids are wont to do, as kids are wont to do, as children are wont to do, as children are wont to do, um, I went and I got stuck in the mud. Stuck in the mud. And as I tried to get out of the mud, vainly trying to pull my boots out of the sucking, um, moist loam. Oh, no, I'm not repeating that. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I fell over and got further mired 
uh, within this, uh, you know, dirty Ontario soil. Um, and so I, I requested that my brother, who was very young at the time, so young, go into the house to help me out, to get my folks so they could come. And I continued struggling and eventually was covered in mud. I had pulled my feet out of my boots, but my uh, feet in their socks had sunk in just as deep into the mud, and so I was very stuck. Did you forget about those 12 seeds planted? You should have. And my brother went into the house, but my parents did not come out to help me. And I lay there, at first shouting, and then crying. I would, I would scream, I'm stuck in the mud, please help me. I'm stuck in the mud, eh? I was Canadian back then. Still are. I learned much later, uh, maybe years after, of course, my dad came jogging out. Years after your dad came? You were in the, in the mud for years? No, I learned years later after my father came to save me uh, what seemed like an eternity later, but was probably only 20 minutes, um, that my brother had walked into the house and my mother had greeted him at the door and said, Hi, Dave. How's it going? My brother said, It's okay. It's okay. And she was like, Do you want some hot chocolate? And the, my brother was like, yeah. And so she, yeah. so she made him a cup of hot chocolate lovingly. And all the while, uh, they, they talked. It, you know, as, as a son does to a mother when he is very young. Eventually, uh, the sound of the boiling water subsided. My brother, with mug of hot chocolate in hand... Uh, was sitting at the table, my mother finally heard over the howling winds outside the sound of my crying help. Help me! <laughs> and my father, of course, uh, well, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. <coughs> she asked Dave, what is that? And Dave said, he's stuck in the mud. He's stuck in the mud. A. A. Yeah, okay. So All right, okay. There it goes. So that is the secret behind the Illuminati. And not just Chris practicing his best man speech. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to put that in now. <laughs> okay. Jaffer? So... In Wiltshire, in 3000 BC, Stonehenge was constructed. And what's the deal with Stonehenge? Um, well, there are many theories, but I'll be brief. Well, there must have been some tiny hint when they made this fucking labyrinth of stone. Right. Who the fuck builds a Stonehenge? Right. Well, that's the thing. The first theory, they had it right, um, which was Merlin and Giants. Literally, that was the first theory. Yeah, mm -hmm. Merlin and Giants. Oh. I wrote Dating a thesis paper on Merlin. Yeah, yeah, he helped build Stonehenge. The, the historical wizard figure of of yeah. ancient, ancient Brittany. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's uh, that's that's who built Stonehenge. That, of course, is not the real mystery. Oh, well, who the fuck builds a Stonehenge? <laughs> we know, we know who. It was Merlin and giants. That's true. But why the fuck? Build <laughs> why a the fuck build a Stonehenge? <laughs> Right? You're Merlin. Like, you don't need it. Like, what are you going to get out of a Stonehenge? You're fucking Merlin. The giants are like, I can lift this rock because I'm a giant, and you are small, and it is small to me as well, even though they're large rocks for you, Merlin. So I'll do this solid for you, but I also have no use as a Stonehenge because it is a slightly larger than human-sized Stonehenge. So if I wanted a Stonehenge, it'd need to be a very large one because I'm a giant, which I cannot construct. Because I would need 
a larger Merlin and a larger giant to make a giant-sized Stonehenge. Mm. It so, is a conundrum. So why the fuck indeed? Well, unless, unless one of the giants was a Merlin who then had giant giants. Well, yeah. Then they could build a giant Stonehenge. But or, are we saying it's giants all the way up? Or, or <laughs> what if there was two Merlins on each... Uh, one Merlin... <laughs> Yes, Ben. I'm saying exactly that. Giants all the way up. <laughs> what if there was two Merlins, like one on the other Merlin's shoulders in a very long coat? <laughs> Just two Merlins standing on top of each other. It's a double Merlin. <laughs> double Merlin all the way across, across the, the henge. Yeah. I mean... Maybe they're just big stone rainbows. Maybe. Maybe it's the entrance to the bunker. Maybe Stonehenge is gay as fuck. I mean, down. It's Merlin hanging out with a bunch of giants. Who knows what goes down? Yeah, that's that's for Merlin and the giants and any other consenting parties to be... Archimedes. Okay, so there's, oh, like a, yeah. there's a don't ask, don't tell policy about Stonehenge. Well, it's just... What, it, goes, what goes down at Stonehenge stays at Stonehenge. It's not, it's not a don't ask, don't tell, because that implies that you can't say it. Yeah. But more so that I want to respect the privacy because they're not here to speak for themselves. That's I mean, true. Archimedes will never forget. No, probably not. That's the owl, yes. right? Okay. So... I have to choose between Chris getting stuck stuck in the mud and giants all the way up. It's your and options. well, I legitimately love giants all the way up. Chris, your story brought back a horrifying memory of a time I got stuck in the middle of a field, <laughs> uh, like a cornfield. Oh, uh, and was crying for my dad to help me, and my dad was kind of just like. You fucked, dude. I can't go out there. Because <laughs> um, oh. it was like an 80 acre cornfield. Um, so I got to give it to you. Childhood trauma gets you a point. Well, no, it's we're, we're the secret behind the Illuminati. Oh, it's, okay. it's childhood damage makes us want to form secret organizations. Yep. It's kind of like a call and response, like a secret handshake, but with crying children. Instead. You ever get stuck in the mud? No. Then you can't join. Sorry, my dad cared. Oh, my oh. dad! My dad cared too. I don't know if you caught the underlying. Oh yeah, it was you. your brother did not? <laughs> he left you to die. <laughs> Chris's time is done. I'm the elder brother now. <laughs> Hi, Dave. Hope you're listening. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that match. The next is Ben versus Chris. So go ahead and lock him in. You said Ben versus Chris? Ben versus Chris. All right. I will go with the man spider latte. <laughs> I will go with Batman <laughs> for some variety. <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah, because we don't talk about Batman enough. Well, I figure, I like, mean, in terms of the matchup here, Spider-Milk Latte versus Batman. All right, Ben, mm -hmm. I'm looking at you here. Your secret is now its own prestige podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name? And give a teaser. Hi. I'm Benjamin Curley, and if you've been wondering, what's the secret behind that coffee stop you just can't skip on your way to work? Why do you keep going back two to three times a day? Well, join me every week on Web of Lies as we look into the secret of the Man Spider Latte and why you will always keep coming back. Okay, what was the name of that podcast again? Because I already forgot. Web of Lies. Web of Lies. All right. <laughs> Chris? Hi. I'm Chad Rodriguez. On today's episode of American Gotham, we look into rumors you might have been hearing around the city. Thugs beaten up in alleys. Criminals hanging from rafters. 
a clown terrorizing Gotham and its citizens? And the man, or monster, dressed up like a bat to save us all? Remember when this podcast... He said it. Oh, what? Yeah, it's American Gotham. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is an actual idea for a podcast that I had. Well, no, that was originally going to be this podcast. Yes, that was. I didn't like, know that. <laughs> that was like the first pitch of an idea for our podcast was to do a serial style thing. Yeah. About Batman and like. I still want to do it, and I think that it w- it, w- it would be called Gotham Public Radio, and I think yeah. it could be really fun, especially because like it, you get to just like deal with like the day to day lives of Gotham citizens dealing with all of these super criminals. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's one of the coolest ideas I've had, except I don't think that you can make the podcast. I think that DC has too heavy of a grip on their IPs, and they would shut it down. Yeah. Didn't they do, like, a serial-style podcast about Wolverine? They did. Yes. As well. Wolverine the Long Night, I think. And there's a new version, yeah. too. Huh. Okay. Well, for reminding me of my podcast and roots, as we're on episode 91 now of this <laughs> podcast, Chris gets the point. Thank you. I hope you liked my really terrible Ira Glass impression. I mean, I've heard worse. Yeah. I mean, he's my second favorite Ira on NPR. That's true. Ira Flato. Yep. All right. Former the- host of Newton's Apple. <laughs> it's Science Friday, except now it airs no. in, Mich- on, in Michigan. It airs on Saturday. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Michigan Radio. <laughs> hey, Michigan Radio's great. They're running their pledge drive right now. 91.7. Anyways, uh... That might be the most specific piece of information we've given people about, how to, f- about how to find us. Uh, no, we did give uh, several uh, cheese uh, mongers in our immediate vicinity. <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> Triangulate the, um, the cheese mongers. Find the bunker. The hackers and doxers are slowly triangulating it on us. <laughs> They're in this basement. Yep. All right. The next match is Jafar versus Ben. Wouldn't All it right. be a shame if, like, we mysteriously encoded the address of this very bunker into the audio of this podcast. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> now he's Don't. going to. That's <laughs> right. You're not going to check the waveform. You won't know what it actually no, says. No, if there's a weird beep there, I'm just deleting this episode. <laughs> so it's Jafar versus Ben. Yep. And I'm going to take that, uh, we'll take, uh, the identity of Jack or Jackie the Ripper. Mm. And I will go with the fact that Dr. Giggles is actually a very competent doctor. He just apparently doesn't like, I guess, me. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't visit that clown. (laughs) Giggles, clown, yeah. yeah. Eh, I got jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben, that's the line, I got jokes. <laughs> Worked for me, I'm sorry. <laughs> when it works, it works. Yeah. Gentlemen, poorly describe your secret. To poorly describe the secret, I will be taking on the uh, persona. And portraying a uh, a copper from Scotland Yard, a Bobby, a Bobby, yes, uh, trying to crack this case. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this with I'm really bad at accents, so I'm gonna try and make it work. But just, it's, just think, just think, she was only sixteen years old. <laughs> That's that's Michael Caine. That's not Michael, really what I'm going Michael for. Michael Caine. So, yeah. Um, Go with your best Chicago accent. Go Sean Connery from uh, <laughs> uh, Untouchables. <laughs> you take one of ours. That's uh, really they bad. They pull a knife, you pull a gun. They put one of yours in the hospital, you put one of theirs in the morgue. That's the Chicago oh, way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just want to really like warn you that my accent's going to be really bad. Yep. Okay. Before I do this. Makes it all the more fun. Because I don't want you to be expecting a good accent. Okay. Because if you're expecting a good accent, that's not what you're going to get. Okay. I just, I really want to set proper expectations The bar here. is on the ground. 
Okay, yeah. can we can we dig a hole and lower it a little bit more? Maybe? We're not dwarves. You've dropped the bar. We have excavated beneath the bar. Um, if, if the bar was like one of those double-ended lightsabers like Darth Maul has, and you know when it hits the ground, it would like cut a hole for itself and continue spinning. And like you can't drop that lightsaber because unless it lands perfectly balanced immediately the first time, it will spin forever until it hits the center of the earth. Just, That's the bar I want to use. Just thinking about it, if you dropped a lightsaber from like holding it from the base of the hilt perfectly still and dropped it, it would go into the core of a planet. It would probably melt in the mantle. It probably melts in the mantle, but also if the lightsaber was just a little bit wider than the blade, it would actually just catch itself immediately. Okay, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Um Also, don't you like have to hold the on button for those to work? If you double click the batter the blade stays on, then you can throw it. Oh yeah. Yeah, because it has to stay on for the throw it. But I just want to really set the expectations properly on how bad this accent's going <laughs> to be, The guys. expectations are so low, we talked about Star Wars. <laughs> All right, you've episode episode one through three, Dust. Okay. Oi! Another dead hooker? Who cares? <laughs> I thought for sure it was going to be, well, 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 what's so distant? What, what? <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to keep it as short as possible. <laughs> She's missing her bloody fucking organs. I forgot the question. <laughs> I win by default. In terms of poorly explaining something, I think not explaining it wins. Um... Ben, oh, that's, that's the, the wrong criteria. That's the wrong criteria. <laughs> ben, poorly explain your secret. Poorly explain your secret. Preferably with a twenty-minute uh, <laughs> prologue about how terrible you're about to do. That's your guys's things, like <laughs> Chris of the people who get to complain about me rambling. <laughs> you told a fifteen-minute story about getting stuck in the mud, or did I, Ben? Perhaps I provided a text for those who can read it. So, <clears throat> what my, everybody knows, Dr. Giggles is a terrible doctor. But what my theory presupposes is, maybe he's not. That, that. Yeah, I guess that. That pretty poorly explains it. Yep. A real tenant bombs it. Yep. Um. Have you hit that part of Greatest Gen yet? Ha or have you seen the, the Royal Tenon bombs? I've seen the Royal Tenon bombs, but it's been a while. Okay. Um. Everybody knows Custer died at the Little Bighorn, <laughs> but what my theory presupposes is maybe he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now I get the joke. Yep. <laughs> um. I'm going to give this to Jafar because I think 20, like 20 minutes of preamble before saying one sentence is, is pretty poor. <laughs> I'm glad I could set expectations right where I wanted them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's just great. All right. Well, Ben, uh, that puts you in third. Yep. Uh, uh, back, uh, back in familiar territory here. You were on a roll. Yeah. And that roll is over now. Uh, you put too much butter on that roll, and when you dropped it, it landed butter side down. So, yep. it happens to the best of us. Well, only for those of us who live in the right side of the world, where we eat our bread with butter side up. Mm -hmm. Unlike those heathens who eat their bread with the butter side down. Wait, what if Stonehenge is a croquet set for really big people? Ooh, that's an interesting theory. Right. We can talk about that in the finals, Chris. It's you and I. Okay. All right. Chris, what's your pick? You gonna go with the mystery envelope? Ugh. It's kind of scary. But, but it's also, like, potentially not very interesting. Like, what if this is just, like, my tax return, you know? It could be. Well, those don't get released, so don't worry about that. 
I mean, he could be running for president. We don't know what's going on outside there. I assume everything is going normal, and that there's a very competent person in the White House. I think, and when, that there's nothing wrong going on in the world whatsoever. Yeah, I think when we started this podcast, uh, things were going pretty cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, there was an election that was about to happen when we started recording. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So cool. Um, I'm gonna go back to the Illuminati. Okay. All right. It's a good well. Yeah. It's a good well to jump in. Um, well, if you're not going to get all yours, which I understand, normally that's your thing, but in this case, that Manila envelope, it's a little risky. I'm going to go with um, another secret then. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll finish up mine since you can't. Thank you. I get it. It has been historical that I have almost always used every single one of yeah, my whenever, picks. Yeah, whenever you've realized you've only had one left. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to go with the KFC recipe. Chicken grease salt. Well, I mean, maybe those, maybe, those are those maybe, are components. Yes, yeah. maybe a food a food processed Bailey for something. Yeah. All right. And here's your criteria, gentlemen. Stop Woodward and Bernsteining around. What does your deep throat have to tell you about your secret, Chris? So in 1994, I was very young. Oh God. <laughs> I lived in a, a little white house in Windsor, Ontario. I'm not doing it a second time, Chris. I just want you to know that now. It's kind of what you would call a shotgun shack. Uh, had a one line through the house straight from the front door to the back door. Um, the linoleum tile was relatively new, uh, but uh, still a little a little yellowed from the sun and from wear. Um, I remember that my brother and I had a room in the front of the house. My mother and my father had a room in the back of the house. The house was mostly divided up into about four squares of equal area, with, of course, the living room in the front, kitchen in the back. The front door, you could look through straight through the back. There was a small wooden um, uh, stoop out the back door, down which you could ascend into the uh, into the backyard, which was quite spacious and, as I said, had a large oak tree. Um, and earlier in the summer before the uh, fall of which I last spoke, um, I was uh, sitting out underneath that oak tree with my mother, um, and we were playing with Legos, and I was building a spaceship, as you are wont to do, out yeah. of Legos, right? I mean, that is what Legos are for. When we come to this world, Ben... We are all Benny. You understand what I mean? Spaceship. Spaceship. And I thought I was doing a, a really cool job. I had a uh, one of those uh, canopies, the, the fighter pilot canopy styles. I had a lot of um, a lot of red bricks, a lot of blue bricks. This was the '90s. It was still fashionable to build in multicolor. Yeah, um, especially if you were a five-year-old Canadian child who was precocious but not yet coordinated as five-year-olds tend not to be. And I looked over to see what my mother was building as well because she would sit beside me and she would build Lego spaceships also. And her Lego spaceship absolutely dwarfed mine. Without using all of the Lego bits, she had nonetheless managed to build quite a complicated um, uh, schematic. It had one of the uh, clear blue um, cupola cockpit style, the round one, Mm -hmm. on the top, Mm -hmm. uh, down which the Lego minifig could descend into a uh, a living quarters area. It had like a little place to steer and some living quarters underneath. Um, And uh, I remember that she used mostly yellow bricks. I had a lot of yellow bricks because I had one of these submarines, um, which is where the cupola part came from. And as I looked at her ingeniously designed spaceship, I started to remember. I knew that this was the first house I had ever lived in, 
but somehow I remembered living in another place much earlier. A place that had a blue crystalline glass window as a roof through which you could exit. Um, a place with yellow walls. A place with many shining glistening mechanical objects. Many uh, screens. It was only later in life that I realized that these were the types of screens that wouldn't be developed for another ten years from the date of this Lego building session with my mother. And in the backyard, underneath that garden, um, there was twelve seeds, but there was also something else. Something which I never found the courage to dig up. Jaffer? I've got a note here um, from Woodward and Benstein. Bernstein. No, no, Ben. It's 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 all crossed out. It's just Ben. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Did you win his money? No. The secret recipe, though, is chicken grease salt. Oh, okay. Ben told me. Yeah. Woodward, Woodward and Benstein. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jaffer wins. <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> I gave you all the pieces, Ben. It was your but job. But were they to original or extra crispy pieces? Yeesh. <laughs> yeesh, you just gave me a win and still yeesh. Wow. I've really enjoyed joking about the Illuminati today, guys. Yeah. It was, I am... it was really fun, all the things I made up about the Illuminati, right? Yeah, you really <laughs> made up a bunch of stuff about the Illuminati. Well, uh, Chris, you get to pick a second topic in a row. This is weird for me. I don't, uh, sec. I don't like second place. Well, you get used to it. Trust me. Yeah. How yeah. many episodes does it take <laughs> to get out 40. of the funk? About forty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm seeing one of these. I think I will. I'll modify slightly. Um, you know what this podcast needs? What does it need? I think it needs some culture. Okay. And I'm not talking about, like, bacterial culture. Oh, I was hoping we would just draft our favorite paramecia. Or cheese part two. Um, mm, cheese part two. Cheese part two will be nice. We should, we should like, pair up and do, like, a science fiction double feature of cheese alcohol. <laughs> okay. Um, we got, we got <laughs> some episodes left. We can yeah. manage that. Um. No, I think that I would, I'm going to go for um, paintings. Paintings? Paintings. Okay. Ours says paintings at the DIA, which is, of course, our local art institution. Mm -hmm. I don't see the need to limit ourselves to that. Also, I don't think the DIA is inside the bunker, but I guess I can't be sure. So. Yeah, we'd have to get some like special dispensation. Yes. You know what we could do? I was going to say hall passes, but I like Ben's words better. Well, it's funny you should say hall pass. We could record in the Hall of Hosts. Oh, we could. Th those are all paintings. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It'll feel like we're among friends. Or, or be really more enemies. enemies. Yeah. One of those two. Okay. All right. Paintings. Paintings it is. All right. <clears throat> all right. Well, um, let, me, I, let me just say. With all those rambling stories, I'm really glad Chris is editing this one. <laughs> I mean, I'll just preserve them in their entirety and won't edit out any of the crucial details that somebody would need in order to read them. Yeah, I just don't want to have to listen to them four times. <laughs> There's a button at the bottom of... of uh, oh, don't, don't ruin it. No, just let them do it the hard way. It's fine. Okay. What? No, it's fine. Chris, I'm like you. I can't fast forward through something. I have to listen to the whole thing. Fair enough. But what happens if you push that button is that we talk like chipmunks and you can still understand it, but it's pretty funny. Well, there's a there's like a one and a half times button. Yeah. You have to hold it down. You can't like set it. Um, although I'm, I'm certain, I'm certain you, there's a way to. You can, but you just have to do it with all of them at once. Otherwise, they'll only do it on one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Okay. Okay. Anyway. 
if the listener has been paying attention, uh, they would know the secret of the identity of um, the band that provides our theme song, How It Feels, which is, of course, the Kickstart Band, um, which is led by my cousin, Gordon. You mean the Kickstand Band? I know what I said, Ben. You can find their music at thekickstandband.bandcamp.com. Six seven eight three three seven seven four seven five UV. And feel free to shoot us an email at draftuniverse.co.ca. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let us know what some of your favorite secrets are or favorite paintings. Yeah, and I mean, you can hit up facebook.au slash draft the universe. I think we exist in Australia. Yeah, probably. Um, on Twitter, which I'm guessing is just everywhere anyways. I'll be perfectly honest, I don't understand Twitter. And then, uh, we're there too. Under something. Twitter Twitter is where all the birds go to whisper their secrets to. Yeah. Well, because birds aren't real. Yeah, they're they're, they're government. But, But their secrets are. See you next week, Internet! That was during your brief grinder period, right? hey And cannibalism. I think that that joke might be a little off color. <laughs> I mean, whatever. It's no judgment. No, the, there can be judgment. Some things have quality and some I, things don't. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I mean, no judgment for Chris for his grinder period. I was more in the cannibalism part. Oh, yeah. Judgment there. You, okay. Using grinder to find and eat people is not a cool thing. Wait, you can use grinder to find and eat people? Well, so I'm going to take... <laughs> and all of a sudden, <laughs> that joke stayed in the podcast. Um, oh, oh, you know what? There's our button. <laughs> no.